We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show, IB Nation Sports Talk. We're off, we're rolling, we're uh, here for a raucous good time tonight, along with VD21. I'm Sean Styers. How are you this evening, VD? I'm never going to live that down, am I? (laughs) Tell me what this is. I I was told that that you gave yourself this name. (laughs) So it didn't happen. So it was... It was a show. It was this show. So it was me and Jess. And somebody in the chat was complaining about TB12 and how okay. um, we, were, we were talking about nicknames, I think. And I think I said something along the lines of, you know, guys need their own nicknames. You know, calling Tyler Buckner TB12 is ridiculous or something, something like that. And then okay. somebody in the chat said, well, he shouldn't have picked number 12. Well, it's like, well, he, number one, he didn't give himself the nickname. Right. And like that, you can't tell. What are you talking about? Like, I didn't if call someone my, else gives you the nickname, right. you can't control it. Exactly. And I think, and then it's I like said something along. Bastards. You can't control what others call you. Right. You know? <laughs> and I said something along the lines of, well, you know, it's not like I call myself VD21 or something <laughs> because that was my football number. And that uh-huh. just, just took and off. Now it is stuck. All and right. I did not give myself the name. It was an example of how you don't give yourself a nickname. But right. it, yeah, there but you, you inadvertently stuck one to yourself. And people have just rolled with it, which, hey, that's fine. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> VD21. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Well, we, uh, we're going to talk a little Under Armour later. We're going to... We're going to save that for rapid fire. We will get into the Under oh, Armour boy. discussion. So if the chat oh, has boy. Under Armour things they want to talk about, you can go go ahead and throw oh, it up there. I'm curious to hear. It's funny because Jesse, yesterday, when they announced the green jerseys and mm-hmm. they were, you know, they were obviously Under Armour and all that, he's he asked me if this meant that they're renewing with Under Armour. And I'm like, well, not necessarily because – they're under contract they're, for another yeah, year. Yeah, they were under contract for a year anyway. So yeah. they were going to have to be under armor this year. And then, of course, yeah. literally, probably right as the show was wrapping up last night was when the report came out. So it's interesting yeah. that it came out through Yahoo of all of all places. Yeah. But, you know. Well, Ross Dellinger, 
who's the reporter who broke it, he used to work for SI. He was okay. there until maybe a month or so ago. He was a college uh, football guy at SI and worked with, um, I think that's still where Pat 40. It's hard to keep track of where anyone is these days. These seriously. guys, it's everything, you know, you know how it is. I mean, everyone's moving all over the place. But uh, he does the College Football Inquirer podcast with Pat Forty and Dan Wetzel as well. A couple other uh, college football writers. I haven't, I haven't heard if they've talked about it in... In their latest episode, if they've dropped their latest episode yet this week, I might have to uh, dial that up and and see if yeah. they've got anything to say about it. But again, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get into that in rapid fire. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I, I've got. Lots I'm, to say. I'm sure you are. I can see it on your face. I can tell you're very excited. <laughs> so fired up. Some actual exciting news though for Notre Dame today. More exciting news after you know the green jerseys yesterday. We had uh, another commitment. Today, I know. this afternoon, running back Justin Thurman, third uh, member of the 2025 class. And it sounds like this guy has got some wheels on him. Yes, he's, he's a mover. He's a mover and a shaker. He wasn't even the starter on his team last year. He had to sit behind a kid who is committed to Temple, uh, but they kind of moved him all over. They put him at receiver. They put him at DB. They put him on special teams. And, you know, he shined when he had the ball in his hands and uh, he came to he camped at Notre Dame and and showed out there and did some things and you know unfortunate not not unfortunately that's not the right word the way things are moving right now you kind of have to get you have to get on guys early and you've got to mm-hmm. get on guys who have tools right hopefully he can develop those tools into being a great running back um, he'll have two years as a starter at his high school because obviously he only just finished up his sophomore year and uh, you know. Hopefully he pans out. The the inter- we had an interview with him uh, this afternoon. So uh, you know, if anybody wants to go back and check that out, they can do that on the YouTube I'm sure page. They will. And yes. uh, but he's he is a very very well put together kid uh, mentally. Uh, was a great interview. I mean, he's a Notre Dame guy. There's no doubt about that. And so if as long as his tools continue to develop, he's going to be a great fit at Notre Dame. And uh, another, uh, you know. Dylan McCullough just keeps bringing in these running backs, man. Like since he has I, got here, he is he is stocking that cupboard hard. With no, with there's no doubt talent. about it. the last six cycles at running back have been that's true. Even amazing him, it was to be honest well. with you. Yeah, I mean, you talk about uh, anywhere from uh, um, Kyron Williams to now. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, 2020, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. The stable of running backs has been pretty stinking impressive, Sean. Yes. And you know, at the even though running back is a devalued position according to the NFL guys, that's a pretty well stocked room at Notre Dame, and it will be for quite some time. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Yeah, that's that's going to be the interesting thing is to see kind of where running back goes <laughs> in the sure. future. Like, oh, sure. I mean, there's there's always going to be somebody there, but exactly, you know, just just the, the with the shape of that position and, and the way that it has been devalued and you might even thank Ezekiel Elliott for that with the big contract he got a few years back and then went He's straight not even a cowboy anymore afterwards. Yep, that's right. Well, we had practice number six this morning at Notre Dame training camp uh, outside on the auxiliary grass field. Uh, do you think that Marcus Freeman was just shaking things up a bit, you know, getting getting off the turf and, and onto the grass? What did you think about the fact that they moved over a little bit to uh, to what the east to the grass field this morning? I mean, their first game's on grass. So, I mean, I get that, but it's still three weeks away. So, I don't know that that's something that they really needed to worry about on August 1st when they're 26 games away. So, I can't imagine that that has anything to do with it. Maybe just kind of switching it up like, hey, we're going to be playing on different surfaces all year long. So, we're going to go practice on different surfaces all year long. I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason to it as opposed to just, hey, let's just kind of shake up a little something with practice, you know, that kind of a deal. Um, it was definitely a smaller area to deal with. It was. Uh, for us and for and for them, for that matter. Uh, just not as much room to walk around. And yeah, I mean, I felt they like had I was going to get run field. over a few times. You yeah, know, they had one field and like a little side area beside yeah. the field as opposed and, to two fields. And less field, room really like three behind the, they wanted. Less room behind yeah. the end zones. You know what That's I mean? True. Like where we have to walk. Um, we were definitely kind of, I felt like I was being coached up by Joe Rudolph there for a little <laughs> while. Like we were that close to the action, you know what I mean? But, uh, it just, well, it's a, it's a friendly reminder how big those guys are. I can tell you there's that. Always that there's always that one usher who's like, oh, gosh, back up, back up. Even though you're you nowhere know. else to go. Yeah, exactly. Back yeah. up. Okay. Even though they told us we could be here. Okay. I'll back yeah. up. Unbelievable. They said, just don't go on this side. You can go anywhere else, but okay, I'll keep backing up, even though mm. there's always one over there. <laughs> there's always one, and usually more than one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. You know, like you said, you wonder how much maybe the fact that they're, you know, they get out on grass a little bit. They're playing navy over in Dublin. It's not like there aren't other grass games as well. They play grass games every year, but I was going to say NC state, I think is grass, isn't it? And that's their first away game. It is. Uh, if you don't yep. count Dublin, of course, 
Um, other, I mean, I, I guess I don't know all of the the fields specifically. I think Duke I mean most perf. most fields. I I think a majority are still grass these days. Yeah, in college football, like NFL. That's a good is going point, majority, especially the southern schools. To, yeah, you know, um, because right. they're able to keep it up. I mean, that's the biggest issue. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Let me think here. Just going through the. So I believe Duke. I believe is artificial. I think Louisville is artificial. I thought Duke was was actually, Duke real. Was was I real? No, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's see. Clemson is definitely not artificial. I I'm almost positive there's Clemson is real. Okay. Stanford's real. Stanford's real. Right. USC is real. They're obviously not playing at USC this year. Right. I was just doing the same. away games, but yeah. Okay. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. Wake Forest, I think, is artificial. If we're doing home games too, I think that's real too. Is it? I don't see. There you go. I'm just going off my memory. And yeah, I think you had it right terrible. the first time. Most of those places down south are real. I could be wrong on Wake Forest. It's like basically the only Wake Forest game I ever watch is when they play Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. There, which is I, I would have to like frequent. really research to figure out who's what. And I just, I don't know. doesn't yeah. really matter a whole lot, but you do have to. Um, you have to prepare. I mean, being on grass is different than being on turf. There's no doubt about it. Uh, like where my son goes to high school last year, so they have a uh, they have a, an artificial surface. So they practiced on artificial surface all year because all of their away games were also artificial. This year, they go to three grass fields, and so like everybody's freaking out about grass and the the, the length of the tees they got to use. Well, and that's all the kinds thing too stuff. is so many of the high schools in the area. Or switching over to turf, it's yep. you know, it's like it's getting harder to find a school, and you know, like Clay High School's closing down after the, this year. So and theirs a, is one of the nicer, yeah, fields for grass. That in Jackson usually. So. I wonder what they'll do with those facilities. They're, they've got to do something with them. They have to. They have. I mean, the baseball field's the nicest in the area, hands down. Well, it helps when your head coach. Is, is it feels as ground? Guy. I mean, uh, yeah, is a ground crew guy. Right, to say. exactly. But it's the nicest. There's no two ways about it. It is the nicest, and they're not going to use it anymore. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's a different discussion for a different. So people time. saying Wake has fake. So Wake is fake. I don't know. <laughs> I think 2023 is new term. Oh, Wake. So I guess we'll this see. Year? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Can't hide speed wants to know who all from IB goes to practice. Today it was Vince and I. It mm -hmm. is usually Brian as well. Brian was a little under the weather this morning. So And uh, Brian's but, wife. She's our Yeah, and Brian's wife pod. is the photographer. That's right. Yeah. And then uh Chris so, Summers comes as well and he does video. So um that's kind of the whole crew. Yep. Cuz they don't that's limit it. you. Like you can pretty much when it comes to practice, you can pretty much send as many as you want. Uh, they only start putting limits on you when you get up into the press box. Yeah, Sean Davis goes sometimes as well. Did he go last week? I at haven't all? seen him there. Uh, you say he came a, a couple times in the spring. There was like a five period practice. He showed up. I was like, man, you drove over here for this? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't even want to drive from the other side of town. I know, but uh, yeah, yep. Freeman yep, so was uh, Freeman was fired up at the start of practice today i don't know if you were in there yet i but... missed that completely so they finished warming up 
and then he brought the team out there to the you know to the to the field you know everybody take a knee and all that kind of stuff he dropped at least three f-bombs when he brought the team in and was you know getting them all a little fired up today, fired huh? up yeah before they scattered to their positions that was the most that was the most f-bombs i think i've heard from mr freeman in a uh short compacted amount of time so far i like it I, yeah. something must have fired him up something must be going down i mean players can see right through you when you try to uh have have some uh some fake fired upness i'm making up words obviously but like you know yeah. when a head coach just like hey we need to get him fired up today for no reason and then you just go out there and just you know rah 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 like players see right through that so some i'm guessing something got him fired up yeah must have been Maybe he came out and felt like they were a little complacent or something. He did the typical, went through the, went through all the lines and shook all the hands and all that kind of stuff at the start of practice. Maybe oh, yeah. he felt like maybe he oh, felt yeah. like they needed to be kicked in the butt a little. Yeah, bit. that's it definitely is, possible. It is coming up on you know end of the first week and all that kind of stuff. So you never know. <laughs> Anything really stand out to you today that you saw? Well, it kind of answers this question right here because Irish Shytown says the train to Chicago from Chicago to South Bend isn't all that bad. It's still about three hours long, and that's a six-hour round trip for 25 yeah. minutes of practice. So True. still not worth it. Um, <laughs> so we had another five-period practice today. And uh, standing out is a strong word. I was kind of focused on the defensive linemen and the linebackers today. The the, the linebackers were working in, in tandem, uh, in twosomes, I guess the best way you could put it. And look, JD and Jack were the first two guys out, and then it was Marist and, and Sneed. Um, I will say that there is a like JD and uh and Jack look really, really good. I mean, they almost look so like too. twins <laughs> when they're out there doing the drills, like their steps, like there's just no wasted uh -huh. movement. They're in and out of the drills so fast. They're coaching up the younger guys. Like those are the those are the guys, man. And they're going to be really, really good. I mean, I that's the way I see it. And I was again, it's a drill. Like they were doing drills under the shoes. So let's, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll pull some of it up. I've got some yeah, okay. of that video here. Nice. We got some short stuff kind of uh pull it up here. Shot some today. There they go. That's Max Bulla, the grad assistant. Yeah. There you see Jalen Sneed and Maris Leofow in there together. I'll tell you what, Max Bulla, he coaches them from beginning to end. He does, he does. not mess around. And this is uh, some, some recognition, some formation recognition, basically. Watch here in just a second. You're going to see that's that's JD Bertrand there at the back. JD is still at the back, and that's Jalen Sneed right in front of him. And watch watch what JD does here with. Is it this one? Yeah, it is. Kind of telling Jalen, okay, this is what you're looking for. This is what you're doing. That's right. 
That's you. That's what you want from your your captain. Absolutely, your most experienced guy, right? Because they're going to count on Jalen Sneed to be on the field, and so you want to make sure that he's doing all the things he's supposed to do. Yeah. So there's just a little bit from uh, from the linebackers and Max Bowen. You were talking about, you know, I mean, he he is like he is leading them through the whole thing and you know it's like you've got the defensive coordinator Al Golden technically the linebackers coach he's kind of standing over kind of being the the head coach of the defense I guess to an extent while while Max Bulla leads the linebackers drill over there drills yeah he he was around uh you know he was he was in the neighborhood if you will um you know Max Bola, we this is the first time, at least that I've noticed, that we really got a good look at Max at, at Coach Bola doing, you know, coaching these kids up, right? Right. Um, super high energy. Um, I, I really liked what I saw from him. There's no doubt about it. I think that he uh he did a really, really good job with these guys. I I mean, and he was like normally like the managers move the different paraphernalia that they're using for drills whether it be dummies or the shoot or whatever man max bullet was going and grabbing all that stuff and he you know he's he's trying to do everything at like 100 miles an hour like i almost got run over by the shoot at one point because i was standing right there and like, see you did need to get back vince like I, you're, yeah, see? you're the problem you're i'm the problem. problem i'm the reason <laughs> i'm the reason and it you know it's funny because the manager's like we can get that coach he's like oh no 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 i got it i got it you know, and they're like, you're running people over. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny, actually. So it was good. Uh, but, you know, like you said, seeing it's no surprise that J.D. Bertrand and Jack Kaiser are out there with yeah. that first unit together. And I don't know that it's a surprise that Jalen Sneed is, you know, because like you, you saw him go through. You saw Bertrand Kaiser, you know, the the top pair in that drill and then you saw Sneed along with Leofau yep right behind him and then you kind of saw the rest of the you know the younger guys start to filter through so I, and those I would think be the that, four that I you know those would be the four that I think we all anticipated were going to be a big part of the rotation um and so I'm in no way surprised that those are the four guys that are first in line at all you know, yeah. and they're they're going to earn it. Like they're going to earn it. They were the guys getting most of the reps. They were the guys in the front of the line. Like it's starting to kind of shake out to where we pretty much assumed that it would be. And I think it's earned at this point. You know, yeah. I think it's earned. Can't hide speed. Wants to know which linebacker we're most excited for. And I guess he's calling you Little D. I don't know. But... <laughs> they want to call Brian Big D and me Little D. I'm not oh, really boy. sure what that's we go. about. But I mean. Uh, is anyone's answer to this question not Jalen Sneed at this point? Like, yeah, I I think that from a from a perspective of we have not really seen him in a large role on the field that we're all excited to see what Jalen Sneed can do. I'm actually, and again, I, I have a first class ticket on the petty train. Um, I am very excited to see what JD Bertrand can do in year three of being a starter to shut up some of his critics. You know, I want to see him go out there and just, you know, be the leading tackler for the third year in a row, make plays in the backfield. You know, I want to see him be the third year starter 
You know what I mean? So it's going to be fun. Yeah. Can't hide speed says his is Nolan Ziegler. Yep. And he's, I don't know. You've been there more than me so far. We didn't see as much defensive stuff yesterday because they kept doing special teams for so long. I don't, I don't recall seeing a lot of Ziegler today. You know, again, you know, most of what we saw was drills like we just saw. He wasn't at practice. So, okay, well, there we go. Yeah. He wasn't at practice. And I, that would account for that. Give you more on that later, but uh, he was not at practice today. And okay. I don't think he was at practice. He hasn't been at practice the last couple of days. That would answer that. Yep. Then. yep. All right. So we got into, uh, we had a little offensive line conversation yesterday, Jesse and I, about what was going on with the guards and the fact that they're moving some guys around. Uh, you want me to go ahead and pop in this uh, next offensive line video here and and uh, we can kind of... You'll get an idea how close we were to the offensive linemen. Yes, that's very true. So here we go. Here's the offensive line. That on the far side was Rocco Spindler and Blake Fisher. There's me in the back. And that is them again. And what they were doing is they were having two guys go at a time during this blocking drill. Right here is... Zeke Carell at center, and that was Billy Shrouth as the right guard. It was interesting that they had him on the right side. Really? I thought. But, uh, yes, you want me to play that again? Yeah, I want to see Billy Shrouth on the right because side. Because back in the – see, by the goal post, I've got my pointer here, but it doesn't actually point on the screen. No. Okay. Look back there by the the goal post. That is uh, Christophic. Yeah, I see there, 73. 73. And so I'll go ahead and play this Because he was working at right tackle. So 73 was working at right tackle yeah. during that part of it. So watch this last rep coming up. And I looked at it a couple of times. That is 70. You can barely see it, but that is 74. Okay. On that jersey there. And he's the one that's getting coached up right now. Right. Interesting. But they were doing them, and then you got Emil Wagner over here, and I can't tell who that guard is next to him. But, um, yeah, so, you know, they they were doing this in pairs, and the pair that was out there consistently together on that right side was Spindler and Blake Fisher out right. there on the right yeah yeah a lot they they that was the they were working in tandem the entire time there were some other right. guys that moved around but they were together the entire time which, which i thought was yeah they're trying Derek to is asking if this is bootleg did i get permission to respond? <laughs> excuse me yes we were in, in during the five periods we are allowed to shoot video and take photos and um I think we're allowed a total of like three minutes. And since yep. Brian did not do his show today, you know, I, I I didn't think about it at the time or I would have shot more video. I got to, you know, I got to use the full allotment on this show, but we used about a little bit more than a minute's worth, I think, maybe a minute 15. We're so okay. We're, it was we're not okay. bootlegged, though. We were completely within yep. our bounds. I was actually in the, the the offensive line video. I was standing behind the offensive line where there was like literally no room whatsoever 
But like, I'm serious. I felt like I was being coached. Like I was right in the mix with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through. There was too many people. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll just stand right here. Right. Um, but uh, I had a good view of what was happening on the right side of the line. Cause that's where I was standing. And you just get reminded how big these guys actually are. Now I realize Sean and I, myself specifically, I am not a tall man and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but I am absolutely Nor am dwarfed. I. I'm shorter than you. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I am absolutely dwarfed when I'm standing up next to these guys who are like six, mm-hmm. seven, six, eight, you know, 320 pounds, the whole deal. Right. So um, these are some massive humans and they are moving each other around um, and, and looking good doing it. So it was good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about this is at least two days in a row. We've seen Christophic take some reps at tackle. And we talked yesterday about how Emil Wagner, you know, was, was taking some different reps at both tackle and guard. They've kind of moved some different guys around doing this. So, um, it's again, it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see yeah. how this whole thing ends up shaking out and where guys land. And, you know, are they actually going to, you know, are they actually going to swap positions for some guys or is this just cross training? I think it's cross training. If I had to guess, I, I would yeah. say, you know, we're not there for team when we only get the five periods. Right. And there was a question in there is like, when are you guys going to be able to see team stuff? not until the next open full open practice. And we only get one more of those and it's next week. And so we don't get to see team stuff. We don't, we get, we get escorted out before that happens. And so we don't know if these guys are getting those reps in team or if this is just during individual drills. Right. But based on the individual drills that we have seen over the last few days, it feels to me like, they are grooming Christophic to be the sixth man. Wherever that happened to be, whoever goes down, it feels like Andrew Christophic is going to be the sixth man. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's going to be a platoon situation. Maybe I'm completely off. Uh, but that's what it felt like to me watching drills today. Yeah, and that's, you know, we had a conversation yesterday about if it's Christophic and Spindler for that right guard spot, Christophic is obviously the older guy and the more experienced, sure. whereas Spindler is the younger of the two. If they are close, which direction do you go? You know, like, do you go the, well, they're close, so you give it to the veteran, or do you go, well, it's close, so you give it to the younger guy? And then on sure. top of that, you're also going to face Navy in your season opener. Right. So, you know, I was having this conversation with one of the other guys on the beat over there today, because you're playing Navy in the opener. Does that make more sense since it's, you know, Navy and it's, you know, not, not like from an offensive side, it's not like you're facing the triple option, but still there, there are things that, that Navy is going to do, you know, like their, their linemen are always going to, you know, they're, they're going to be, you know, pad level is going to be low and, you know, they're going to come at you in a certain way and all that. Do you want a veteran going up against that? Right. You know, kind of like you were going to Ohio state last year. So they kept some of the younger guys out of that game who ended up playing a lot afterwards. No is the short answer for me. (laughs) 
for me, I mean, I I think if you're gonna if you have decided that, and I'm not saying this is the case, but if you decided that Rocco Spindler, for example, is your going to be your starting right guard, then he's your starting right guard. You got to put him in. Um, I feel like with all things being equal, his ceiling is higher. So get him on the field. Let him maul some little midshipmen, and you know, call it a day. Like I I you know, if your plan is to be a, a get a rotation going then you get your rotation going. I think you've got to treat, especially offensively for Notre Dame. Defensively is different because of what they're going up against with the, with the option and all of those different things. But offensively, if you decide whatever your plan is going into the season, I think that needs to be your plan. Because you could say the same thing about the following week. They're going up against Tennessee State. It's like a JV team, right? So, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like put your starters out there. Let them do their thing. If you think he's the starter, he's the starter. Go with him regardless of age is what you're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. But what if it's, you know, John Kristoffic, which, you know, I can't can't blame him. He says Andrew Kristoffic is going to be the starting right guard. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're planning on, if they're both equal and you want to play them both and whatever rotation that looks like, then that's what you do in game one. You know what I mean? Remember when they had the rotation uh, between Hainsey and... Help me out here. It was Hainsey and my mind is a blank. That's when they won the Joe Moore Award. Um, It wasn't Lug. No. was it? It Kramer. Kramer. Kramer, right? Yes. So they had a rotation. They ended up being the best offensive line in the country. Yeah. If that's your plan, then you go into game one with that plan. Right. Joe Rudolph, when we asked him about you know, potential rotation type situation. He didn't seem to be very high on that yesterday. Okay. So, okay. Well, there you go. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's going to be one to watch, especially if we actually do get to see some team stuff here in a couple of weeks when, or I guess not a couple of weeks next week, potentially. I feel like that's going to be the most telling thing that we can even see because number one, today was like the first day of pads. And so we haven't even seen these guys hitting a whole lot. We've never seen them hit a white jersey. You know the right. defense. We've never seen them do that. So that was the first day in pads that we got to see them because I think they were in pads on Saturday out at the stadium, right? But they weren't yesterday. There. No, but I'm saying I think that I, I I think they were based on the video we saw. wasn't Wasn't Jaden Thomas in full pads that that acrobatic catch? Well, I know they had shoulder the pads sideline. on. I don't know okay. if they had. I don't know you if know they if had they lowers had full, on. Okay, right? Because okay. yesterday they didn't have lowers on. So true. I don't know that they would go back and forth. Maybe they do. I don't know what their plan is. Who knows? Who knows? Good question. Beezer asking if uh, the IB crew is going to have anyone on the Emerald Isle for the game. I believe that's that's a a negatory. Yes. I believe the uh, I believe the uh, executive decision was made above us that yes, there were other priorities. With the budget, you know, some things we've done this, you know, and all, you know, this and that and everything else. And hey, if it was Notre Dame and Ohio State, maybe, <laughs> but it's not. Well, I mean, look, here's the uh, here's the 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 truth of it. Uh, my passport is not active, and so I can't go anyway. So if I was going to go, I would have needed to know a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, let's put it that way, so I could re up. A uh, couple couple other defensive notes riley mills we got to talk to defensive linemen after practice today and even before riley mills came up like seeing him on the field 
he just looks, he is built so much more like a defensive tackle than a defensive end now. He's up mm -hmm. from his lowest point, he said, last year when he was playing both was 275. So he's he's about 30 pounds heavier right now. It, it listed at 306 pounds, six foot five, 306, by the way. He is mm. thick, you know, and he's his his arms are massive. He just he looks like a truck. He looks like yeah. he looks the part of it of an offensive tackle now, you know, after going back and forth doing doing double duty at end and tackle last year. That's a super athletic off uh, defensive tackle too. And uh that I think that's gonna pay dividends for Notre Dame. I think he's a I think his skill set translates to defensive tackle better than it does a defensive end. And but I and I think that his skill set makes him a high end defensive tackle, and I think it makes him a serviceable defensive end, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think you're going to see some big things from him this year just because of that. I mean, and and this is a prime example. Brian and I have talked about this a little bit over the last couple of weeks. There's a concerted effort to make this roster bigger, and Riley Mills is a perfect example of that, right? Mm -hmm. Make them bigger without losing the movement and the in the uh, the agility and all of that. They yeah. like bigger. They're recruiting bigger. They're making well, their current roster bigger. Riley Mills is bigger. Though I mean, if if you're going to compete, if your goal is to, even though Marcus Freeman says he's not talking about national championships with his team anymore right now, but if that's your goal, you you've got to be able to mull some people in the yeah. trenches, and that's what you get. You know, like. Rocco Spindler is is another example of a guy who is sure. bigger and is is looking the part more right now. Tyson Ford is an interesting one, you know, because like you can see it from him, but he's doing what Riley Mills was doing last year, and that's moving back and forth between the two spots, defensive end and defensive tackle. And I think he and and Gabe Rubio are both guys you know, to, to keep an eye on oh, yeah. this year, you know, guys who we haven't got to see, you know, to, to a lot, you know, we saw a little bit more of Rubio obviously last year, but these guys are going to be a much bigger part of the defense this year. And I think that they're both going to do some good things for him on, on the defensive line. Tyson Ford has actually looked pretty good at big end. Uh -huh. um, and I, you know, I know he's getting a few reps on the inside, but I think his, I think his future at Notre Dame could be at big end. I I'm not, it's nothing against like Nana -nah or anything like that, but I, I think Tyson's going to give him a run for his money uh, at big end. I, I That could be a good move for Notre Dame, putting him on the outside. I really do think that. There's a lot of talent uh, in Tyson Ford, un, uh, un, unreached talent at this point, unmet talent that he's just scratching the surface. I, I think Tyson Ford could be really, really good. I think so too. And, you know, to your point about the size, I, I guess I kind of jumped off from there for a second. But, you know, again, like if you want to be better against the run and more consistent with the run, starts up front with, with yeah. what you've got. And you've got to have those, those guys have got to be the guy that, you know, that's where you've got to start with the bigger guys. Absolutely. And they've talked a lot about, you know, ball disruption and doing all these different things so far as well. And I just, I think that it starts with, with, with a basic thing like, like that and and yeah brent says tyson ford is only 275 and that's you know again that's he's like he's, defensive end that's why he's playing defensive end yeah and and not full-time at tackle that's the size that riley mills was last year right. when he was playing end as well yep, yep. so playing defensive end there's a reason yep.
By the way, Brent, rolled through your neighborhood, Monterey, last week when I was on vacation. I didn't nice. see I just, Wasn't that on the side? Just like, hey! <laughs> I know. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.